You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 394 of Podcateers. Although 2021 closed on a somber note because we lost the incomparable Betty White, we're going to do our best to start off 2022 on a happy note. And in this episode, we talk a little bit about Betty White and uh, a great way to honor her memory on what will now be the anniversary of her 100th birthday. Also, Bob Iger's tenure has officially ended with the Disney Company. There was a great connection with the popular TV show and the latest Disney Plus original series, The Book of Boba Fett. Plus, we talk about Disney's Encanto and what we'd like to be able to do if our houses granted us magical abilities. I do want to let you know that we definitely dropped some spoilers about the film in this talk. So if you haven't seen the film and don't want it spoiled, we would like to suggest listening to that part of the podcast after you've seen the film. Unless you don't care, which in that case, you know, just carry on. We'd like to hear your thoughts on things that we talked about in this episode. So if you'd like to join the conversation, you can connect with us over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, but we'd love for you to join our Discord server. Joining us super simple. All you have to do is head on over to podcateers.com slash 394 and click on the Discord logo on that page to join us. Before we get things going, we want to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out Podcateers fgp and as always a super special thank you goes out to the fgp squad for their continued support uh all right it's time to do the thing so happy new year everyone we're certainly hopeful that this year will definitely be better than the last and we want to wish all of you a great 2022 thanks for hanging with us here is episode 394 of podcateers Cream of the crop. Have you guys watched The Young Rock? <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Christmas one yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, uh, it's like Christmas Carol or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Melissa's yeah. like... so... got to be binging Young Rock, right? Are you watching Young Rock? I not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Okay. No. <laughs> oh, you gotta watch it. It's oh, so good. You got Macho Man. You got uh, uh, Andre the Giants on there. You got all kinds of people. Oh, so on there. I'm gonna fun. recognize everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, cool. the, the, yeah, it's all kinds of fun people on Young Rock. It's one of the few rock things that I still like can put up with because I'm a little uh, oversaturated with rock right now. <laughs> with, with, with Dwayne Dwayne Johnson. Him and James Corden, apparently. Oh, man, that guy. Let's not even talk about James <laughs> <laughs> That guy's in everything. <laughs> He's going to weasel his way into everything that has any... If it has a song in it, James Corden's going to try and be in it. I'm surprised he wasn't in Young Rock. <laughs> there hasn't been a song in it yet. That's NBC <laughs> property. When they have a musical episode, James Corden will be like, I'm a cat. I don't know. I can't do British accents. Save my life. No, you nailed mm. it. Spot on, dude. Okay. I know. <laughs> James Corden. That was pretty close. 
All you needed was a crosswalk. Yeah. <laughs> and you're good to okay, go. Okay, <laughs> I'm the Phantom of the Opera. I don't know what he does. He sings songs in the crosswalk. Yeah. He's got, uh, I don't know. I miss Craig Ferguson in that slot, but anyway. I like Craig Ferguson. Anyway, we need to get ourselves a Jeff the Robot. That's what we need. Oh, yeah. And a horse. And a horse. Secretariat, yeah. Yeah, and a horse. Yeah. Hey, so let me. since we're talking about barnyards and animals again, can we circle back to this <laughs> Git Fiddle thing? Git Fiddle. It's so, a, I, I Googled it, but yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just wondering because if we're going to, like, if you're going to do the whole, like, bit, I could do a Git Fiddle. We could do Git Fiddle Hero mm-hmm. and just Get play fiddle, a game. Yeah. yeah. I think I, they just said, yeah, Bluegrass Hero, I think, is what they need. We can have all kinds of instruments, I think. Honestly, I had no idea that a Git Fiddle <laughs> was a guitar. I thought it was a fiddle. So I double-checked, and I looked it up, and it's a, like, hybrid. It's like if you took a, a larger violin and then put a guitar neck on it, and you play it like a guitar, but it looks like a violin. I Googled it once you brought up Git Fiddle. Oh, so it is like a physical hybrid. It's not just tuned differently. Yeah, no, it's like I looked it up. That I think the first thing I looked up was wrong, but then I looked up videos of people playing Git Fiddles, and yeah, it looks like a big, like it looks like a, yeah, like a violin with a guitar neck on it, and they play it like a guitar. Oh, my damn. I need one of those in my life. Yeehaw. <laughs> I say we do it. We'll have a new gig that we can start up back in the Big Thunder Ranch area of... Wait a second. Aww. Wait a second. Aww. No, it's okay. You got a, you got another venue. The Golden Horseshoe. We'll do it Yes. There. That's true. Stage, yeah. <laughs> we so can do it there. Or we can take but over Farley's spot over there on the porch. Like, there's no. plenty of places. True. There's plenty of places. But if we places. do the Golden Horseshoe, though, we'll be taking it away from the Muppets. They're not in there now. Go but outside. Can be. Go outside. Well, why don't we be the <laughs> band for the Muppets? Oh, there you go. see, ah, now you're talking. Ah, Bluegrass Muppet Band. Bluegrass Muppet Show. I'm for it. it. All right. Well, I'm going to get me a Git Fiddle and tune it up, shine it up real nice. There's that rock callback. Real purdy. Except I won't do what the rock would have said with it because, I I mean, I want to play it. I want this thing to happen with the Muppets. Like, imagine playing with the Muppets. (laughs) Imagine how rad that would be. I fun. <laughs> First, I have to learn to play a thing, but then, yeah, that would be great. No, but then you can just fake it, right? Fake all it. you have to do, like Ralph does, it just like yes. bangs on a keyboard. Right? Yeah, yeah. So all we have to do Bang is get a big Bluetooth speaker from Costco, play something on our phone, and just let it project on the speaker, and then we just uh-huh. stand around and like strum oh, away, I'm, like we know I'm what we're good doing. At, yep, I'm good at air drums. Yeah, I'll be buddy. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> we're I'm really making good. this you got happen. Got the hair for it. There we go. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> 20 Vainty Dose. Vainty yeah. Dose. Yeah. Something like that. I, I want to say it was a weird start to the year. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, same thing, different year. And I mean, I don't think so. In general, yes. Are things happening that make it feel like it was before? Yes. However... There's a lot of positives now because we have a vaccine. We have a way to try to move forward. As much as many of us have struggled to move forward, it is easier to do that this year than it was in prior you know, years, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a positive. 
was it a negative that Betty White passed away a couple weeks before her 100th birthday? Yes, of it course. Was. Betty White was a freaking national treasure. Okay. Legend. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And did it hurt? Yeah, I didn't even know her, and that one hurt. But I feel like her passing away. Imagine if she passed away in 2022. Everybody would be like, oh, what a rough start. It sucked. Like, it would have been horrible, right? But right. I think that in 2021 was her way of saying, all right, guys, we're ending this rough, but we're starting it good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that knowing the type of person Betty White was, knowing the type of comedian she was, this was her way of saying, all right, we're done with this. Let's move on. It's going to be a better year next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Perfect timing. That's what everybody I saw people, people say. They're like Betty or uh, Betty White. I almost said Betty Boop. Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> she would have left too. <laughs> I was listening to something the other day. They were talking about Betty Boop. Anyway, Betty White, you know, she's a great actress, great comedian. She knows her timing. She's like, this is perfect timing. Let's do it now. That's it was all over the Internet. I thought that was a, a nice observation. There's a. um I want to say a, a viral campaign happening mm-hmm. where people are bringing up that, yeah, we could celebrate her birthday on the 17th, right? And one way to honor her is we just make a donation at any shelter or rescue or any place like that and make it in her name. And it doesn't even have to be like 20 bucks. It's just something to honor her. And I love that I'm seeing it all over on different platforms of social media. So that's one awesome way to like celebrate her because she was big with animals and loved mm-hmm. animals. So yeah. I thought it was pretty awesome that we're seeing that instead of, yes, she passed and it's sad, but I'm seeing this positive light coming out of it, which is great. I mean, start of the new year and look what we're talking about right now what she's doing so i mean to me it's like a it's just a a positive spin of what's happened and it's it's awesome you know couldn't ask for anything better to come out of a really sad situation yeah so this challenge is they're asking everyone to make the donation on her birthday like in Mm -hmm. honor like in her name and everything mm-hmm okay I, I'm gonna do it I yeah think me we'll, too we'll do one for podcasters too we'll, yeah. we'll drop some money in honor is there any specific place that we would donate to or is it like any animal rescue or how is this gonna work like has anybody mentioned that no they're just saying in general just any your local or wherever anyone is so um, they didn't say like ASP ASPCA I always get that wrong Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't them. It isn't. It's not an organization. It's just everyone is just asking to just help out their local shelters. Yeah, this this article here says on Betty White's hundredth birthday, January seventeenth, everyone should pick a local rescue or animal shelter yeah. and donate in Betty White's name. Make her hundredth birthday a movement she deserves. Right on. It does the article mention if there's like a like a website or anything for you to easily search for one in your area? Or uh, is there like I'm a default s- yeah. one we can fall back on if people don't have a local one? Well, I think the ASPCA is is uh, is nationwide. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm correct. Yeah, that's the American something something P 
SPCA. I don't know. <laughs> but I know <laughs> that's, 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 where, that's where our dogs came from. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. Um, I think I'm pretty sure the ASPCA are like the American Humane Society, I think, are, are two different animal things that you can donate to. I just love the idea of, you know, if you know a local vet or shelter, you know, some of these second chance shelters they have. I think Betty White's animal thing that she had would be just great if you find one because you stay that local donation too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do donate to the ASPCA and Bob Barker's foundation a bit too. Those are ones that get donated to. But I mean, if you know of a local one that you've in your town that you feel pretty good about. I mean, that's even like going a little extra step. I would love to make a donation in Betty White's name, though. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Did you guys see the Did you see the the bit of programming that's coming to Disney Plus for Betty White's birthday? I, I didn't see the, no. the Disney Plus one, but I knew that at, there was a Fathom Events thing at AMC Theaters where they were going to have like a whole 100th birthday celebration for her. There's a special coming to Disney Plus called Betty White Goes Wild. It's oh. a Nat Geo <laughs> special, and it says, To celebrate the Golden Girls' Betty White hitting her 100th birthday on January 17th, Disney is releasing the National Geographic documentary special Betty White Goes Wild onto Disney Plus. It comes out on the 14th. In this special, Betty White heads to L.A. and San Diego zoos to gain an insight Aww. into behavioral traits of big cats. They're even like lives. a zoo. Yeah. And the challenges Aww. they face in the wild. Yeah, so yeah, that's <clears> a good idea too. So that might be a little bittersweet thing to watch because they'll be talking about like, oh, you're a hundred now and something, 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 like if it's part of the the um special or not. But yeah, that's coming to Disney Plus. Oh man. The one at, at the movie theaters was Betty White Hundred Years Young. And oh. it was just like a short film that they had put together. Uh, I I wanna say that it was going to premiere on her birthday Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know if tickets are still available. I doubt that they're going to cancel it unless there's some weird thing that makes everything shut down again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, the idea, this campaign though, I I think is genius, right? Just honoring her in a way that, you know, would have made her happy is super cool. Like I said, we're definitely going to do it. We'll find, somewhere to donate and if we can't find anything local then we'll probably default to like aspca uh aspca was one of our choices for giving tuesday after all when we listed the different charities that we've supported throughout the year so uh it wouldn't make sense for us to you know back them for something like this as well but yeah it's i mean she's such a sweet woman but at the same time like her sense of humor put her in this echelon of people that she could have you seen the clip of her and ryan reynolds no there's a clip of her and ryan reynolds where even like sandra bullock is a part of the clip and she sees ryan reynolds and they're a part of the same like they're they're a part of this film it's an older film it's like the proposal or something like that from some time ago but there's this behind the scenes clip or something that they filmed to promote it where she's like oh hi nice to meet you can you get me a coffee Ryan Reynolds is like, no, nah, I'm I'm your co-star. Like, I'm I'm you know me. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Like, I I don't I don't get you coffee. 
She's like, well, I asked you for a bleeping coffee or something like that. Like she snaps <laughs> back and curses and everything. <laughs> and then other people walk into the room and she instantly turns it on and she's like, oh, my God, he doesn't. He's so mean to me. Like she starts like supposedly <laughs> crying. But what's funny is that when Sandra Bullock comes to grab her to like console her, like off on the side, like she's, you know, showing him a special finger. <laughs> and so he's like, see, look at that. There it is. And she like starts crying again. I was like, oh, my God, this lady is like, she's the greatest. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it I was think a, a lot of people, a lot of people forget that Betty White, like, is a comedian, mm-hmm. like, like, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll try to put up a link uh, at least to the ASPCA on the blog post for this episode. If you're interested in donating, podcuteers.com slash 394. But like Andrew, Mel, and Larry all mentioned, if you could find something local, you know, obviously your local shelters always need help. Uh, If you can't make a donation, maybe in honor of her birthday, maybe you rescue a pet. You know, there's plenty of pets that need to be rescued, that need a great home. And at this point, you know, who doesn't need the love of a good pet? Uh, If you could do that, I think it would be much more helpful than making a donation. But... Uh, yeah, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. We'll try to help out as best as we can. But at least uh, if you want to make the donation, the ASPCA.org uh, website might be the best option for you. Yeah, do that for Betty White. That'd be great. Uh, speaking of people that are are gone, but not physically, just I guess physically from the company, Bob Iger officially ended his tenure with the Disney Company on December 31st. Man. Talk about a storied career. Yeah. It's a sad song. <laughs> Not a happy song. You use the Christmas type song anytime it's sad. That's true. <laughs> I have to say that 47 and a half years is a crazy long time to be anywhere, right? The same yeah. company, regardless of all the positions that you've held. But come on, Bob, really? You were like less than three years away from getting your 50th anniversary statue as a cast member you couldn't wait it out come on man <laughs> what a guy what a guy what's the 50th anniversary statue do you know is it the snow white one it's a good question i thought it was uh mickey well i know that oscar uh right before oscar retired they gave him the 55 years statue and i think that was snow white and the seven dwarves So I don't know if that's just like 50 plus or if Mm -hmm. it was like 50 and then at 55 you get the Snow White one or if there's like a lineage after that. But uh, for those unaware, when you're with a Disney company a specific amount of years, you get these milestone, what start off as pins. Like they actually start off as like a little Steamboat Willie pin, a little Pluto pin, and it kind of works its way up into these statues. And so like for 20 years, I think it's like a Simba statue or something like that. And I think 10 years has one as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like he was three years away or less than three years from hitting that 50 year milestone. Like, Go back and be a greeter at the park or something like, you know, do something where you can do something simple. You don't have to worry about what's happening and just write it out till you get your statue. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. But you know what? He's deserved it, though. I mean, he's come back. He's done double duty. I say he's earned it. I really do, especially for one of the toughest times that that the Disney company has faced. So... 
give them those three years, you know, just honor, just round it off. There you go. That's what I was trying vacation. to think of. <laughs> I'm just thinking he's got enough vacation to cash out and just use those credits or exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, cash how out. crazy would it be if that was the case, right? He's like, you know what? Don't pay this out. I don't want to pay the taxes. I'm just going to go on vacation for the next Next two and a half years. years. Exactly. Yeah, and they're years. like, well, Bob, it's going to run out like three weeks before your 50th anniversary. He's like, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> See you so then. Yeah, d- it does look like I've been looking up this stuff this whole time. It looks like the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is the um, the 50th anniversary statue. Okay. Or oh, that okay. might be the, the current 50th anniversary statue because um, uh, I believe – Oscars was for his he got the Snow White at 55 when he retired right 55 years so um, but yeah it's looking like um, because a lot of um, Walt Disney World cast members got their 50 year statues this year because of the 50th or last year Um, that's what I'm finding is it looks like 50 is um, Snow White in the seven dwarves all right well yeah I mean maybe he I don't know. Maybe they round them up, like you said, Mel. His job, if you look at him when he first got hired to do the job, it's like most presidents, right? They look all young and snazzy coming into the job. And then four years later, they look all white in the head and they're yep. like o- much older. It's like dog years, right? So mm-hmm. I'm thinking we might be onto something with your suggestion, Mel, if we just kind of round it up. If you estimate in dog years, he's surpassed it. He should get like three of those. Right. <laughs> I agree. Plus, Blue it would make years. Betty White happy because we're talking in dog years. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob Iger is one of those guys where we are going to dedicate an episode to, you know, in the future. You know, it's something that uh, is in the works right now. You know, he's got such a storied career with the Disney company starting all the way back to when he did the weather at one point, which was funny because he kind of, you know, it all came full circle uh, about a month ago when he showed up on an ABC broadcast in the morning and did the weather. And it was one <laughs> of the funniest things because he, it wasn't announced, but he was kind of on his going away tour, shows up and uh, the anchors are like, hey, do you want to do the weather? You know, and he's like, sure, I'll give it a shot. And so he's, doing the weather and it was a super fun video caught a lot of people off guard if we can find it it was posted all over instagram for a while i want to say that the abc7 in la account on instagram also posted an official version of it there was maybe a couple of videos uh, i'll put them in the blog post again podcasters.com slash 394 uh and we'll also repost them on instagram so that you can take a look at those because it was just fantastic watching him go through it it was kind of his redemption but also full circle because you know he's got to be having fun like you said mel he's tried to retire before he's come back and whether it was a favor to the company or to the board or whatever it was like he's done so much for disney has he made decisions that a lot of people don't agree with yeah but i think that there's always going to be someone in that position that is going to make decisions that people just aren't going to like some more than others but i'm just saying that i think the legacy that he left behind as far as the shape that the disney company is in or was in prior to what happened with the pandemic 
was one that's unseen in anything else in business. I've read his book a couple of times and it's just been a really interesting read. You know, he, he always references it. It's been a ride of a lifetime and I can understand why. You know, if you haven't read his book, I definitely recommend it. It was a really great read. Uh, if you don't feel like you have the time to read, the book is also available through Audible. And that's um, it's a great way to, to get your book consumption in if you like to read, but just don't have the time to do it right now. So, yeah, I think uh, in the future, we're going to be doing an episode on Bob Iger, talk about his life, talk about his career and talk about a lot of the things that came to the Disney company and uh, some of the most uh, some of his most crowning moments. But uh, I guess in the interim, uh, we just want to say thanks, Bob. You know, thanks for everything that you did for the company. We appreciate it. And uh, to just quickly address the rumor that I guess was going around that 2022 Bob Iger was going to come back to the Disney company and run it again. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I I think this is it. Like he's unless he really wants that 50th anniversary statue, he's going to be like, yeah, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. So I want to I want to correct myself what I said earlier. It's looking like the. the statue Oscar got the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was created specially for him. It was the first time anybody got to 55 years. But he uh, did not retire after then. And then when he got to 60 years, they made him a special statue that is just for him. And it's like a book with like the why, the mice from Cinderella. And the book has his face in it. Um, so yeah. I, I still don't know what the 50th one is uh, because the Internet's not being my friend today. So any cast members out there or anybody that knows a little bo- bit more than us, uh, why don't you let us know? what the 50th is because uh i really want to know now <laughs> but the one that they made for his 55 is the one that they gave the cast members that reached the 50 now, at Walt Disney World, right? now the current 50 yeah oh interesting so it looks like they might be like changing stuff around so if there is a 50 before that wasn't snow white i'd like to know what it is so yeah. somebody with the knowledge let me know yeah let us know i'm i'm super curious to hear that now Anyway, bye, Bob Iger. Nice knowing you. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> Before we continue, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, or as we call them, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers in Quizneyland possible. Oh, yeah, that too. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. Uh, there you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to sign up on Patreon, a little bit of info about the FGP squad. And if you have any questions, of course, feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have about it. But being a part of the FGP squad grants you some additional things like access to our happy hour calls, additional content that we post on Patreon, uh gifts that we randomly send out throughout the year, discount codes for upcoming merchandise and all sorts of stuff. So again, any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Yeah. And FGP members, hey, if you want to um, go in the FGP Discord and if you got any topics that you want covered on Quizneyland, you want any questions that you want covered on Quizneyland, let me know and I'll try and work them in. And that actually goes for 
Podcasters. Anybody. As well. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, if there's anything you guys want us to cover in an upcoming episode, drop us a comment, and we'll be happy to, you know, do a segment or an episode on that in the future. Uh, yeah. Hey, speaking of Quizneyland, dude, this yeah. last episode, fantastic, because I learned oh, a couple you. of things from it. I had no idea that before they were welcoming you to the Hotel California, the Eagles got started at Disneyland. They sure did. That was that's a weird thing. Yeah, with uh, Linda Ronstadt. So go, yeah, listen to that episode of Quizneyland if you haven't. But, yeah, it's a crazy stuff you – I mean, it doesn't take too much digging, but once you start digging in these holes, you find uh, lots of stuff and – yeah, it's uh, wild. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these, you know, a lot of the <laughs> books, too. It's uh, good having these, you know, the different books because they all have these different, you know, all this different information. Um, I like the Dave Smith books are good. Ah, so good. Um, yeah. So that's those are fun. So, yeah, it's I, I have a lot of fun curating the questions and stuff like that. So it's it's a good time. I'm well, glad people are liking them and learning. Well, we're having fun listening to them. So if you mm-hmm. like that type of Disney trivia and the fun facts, such as the one I just talked about, check out the episodes of Quizneyland and uh, members of the FGP squad. If you have any topics that you'd like us to cover on either Podcasters or Quizneyland, drop us a line over on Discord and let us know in a comment. Uh, okay, so... Uh, before we continue, I know I want to talk about the Book of Boba Fett, but I think we'll talk about it after a couple of episodes have gone by so that we can settle into this new series. Can I just say, though, that it was super fun to see that the Parks and Rec episode where Patton Oswald is doing the filibuster and he's talking about the hand of Boba Fett coming out of the sand and everything is essentially almost frame by frame how they opened up the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, when you sent us that and just listening and if you had seen it, you could actually picture it, the entire mm-hmm. scene. And then it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Thanos didn't show up and the Fantastic Four didn't show up. But other than that, like that first part was right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sure that if you had given them a little more liberty, they may have. They are yeah, under you know the what? same umbrella after all. I would have been fine with it. It would have been great. (laughs) They are in space to some extent, and the time stone exists. So if they were the multiverse is opening up, so who's to say that Star Wars characters aren't part of the multiverse? Yeah. Aren't we all just in space, really? That's true. Whoa. Technically. Whoa. (laughs) Philosophy time with Andrew on Podcateers. (laughs) Jim right there. So... Uh, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about the Book of Boba Fett coming soon, but uh, we want to transition over to talking about uh, Disney's latest animated feature, Encanto, because hot damn, it's such a good movie. I, yeah. <laughs> I've had an opportunity to watch it, you know, a couple of times since it launched, and man, it hits home. You know, there's a lot about it that just... I I... I'm putting this film on like Coco levels on my like meter. Okay. Because although it's Colombian and not Mexican, the dynamics are very similar to Mexican families. And whether I've experienced them or whether I know people, you know, friends or other family members that have experienced things like this, it's very common. There's so many tropes about it as a matter of fact. So, uh, 
first of all, let's just kind of lay our thoughts down about the film. So let's go around and, you know, lay your thoughts down on this on this movie. Um, I felt seen. I really did. I felt seen in this movie. Um, you mentioned the family dynamics. Way to go, Disney, because this is the first time that they're talking about a dark sense that does happen in families. It's not always like pixie dust and flowers. This time it's like they kind of got down to the nitty gritty. And when I saw this moment, I'm like, oh, Disney. Where's who's looking through my camera? What's going on? Like, dang, I, I loved it. I mean, besides the music, oh, the music's good. Music's so fun. Good. It's beautiful. But I was like, dang, Disney, kudos. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I I really enjoyed it. I think, well, we can talk about everything, but we don't talk about Bruno, right? We're just going to talk right. about Bruno. Yeah, no, we don't talk about Bruno. No, we don't, don't talk, talk about, about Bruno. No, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, it doesn't have any, I don't have any connection to it, um, you know, uh, culturally or anything like that. But I really enjoyed the film. Uh, the songs are fun. Um, the characters are fun. Um, yeah, it's really just a, it's a fun movie that does hit like a lot of topics just on family in general and stuff like that. Um, that it's, a, it's, it's, it's really fun. I, li- I really enjoyed the movie. We'll probably have to watch it again soon. For me, um, first thoughts. <clears throat> Excuse me, hold on. For, for me, me. <laughs> I know it really choked me up. Nah. <laughs> First thoughts I was thinking <laughs> is that uh, my house has a lot of loose tile, but it's not as magical as Encanto's house. Casita, casita, I'm gonna try something different. Uh, just using like a scale, since we're just generally covering this the first part. Um, I'm gonna use butterflies because I think that matches what we got here. Perfect visually. Four out of five. Well done, Disney Studios. I mean, you feel like when you see these types of animations, like, how do they make it better? And they did. It was the colors, the vibrancies, the shadows, just the CGI alone really brings the characters to life. The soundtrack, like you guys have been mentioning, the story, especially that first opening scene when she's talking about the um, Madigal family, really well done, especially when she speeds up the story. Um, And... The only thing for me, like you guys are harping on, I'm going to give it a three out of five for the storyline. That's the thing. And don't come after me. I know. It's okay. It's just because <laughs> I get it. There is so much family dynamic here, but I'll explain later why I gave it that. Okay. It's not because of that. It's not because of that. The family <laughs> dynamic is very well done. It's just there's a couple of things I had. Can I quickly put in how happy I was to see mental illness being actually brought up? Yeah. When I saw the three knocks, I'm like, oh, oh my, thank you. Just yeah. thank you. All those little things. Yeah, this good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this film, I mean, I love it for so many different reasons. You know, I, I feel like in general, I feel like Disney films and Pixar films are to a point where they're going beyond the general, like, Peter Pan's and Sleeping Beauties that we're used to and very slowly digging into real world issues. Right. And so in a, in a sense, 
I can understand why that would break you away from the fantasy of the film, right? Because most people go to the movies because they want to escape real life. They don't want anything to do with the junk that they're dealing with at home, and they want an experience that is unlike any other. That's why a lot of people love Disneyland, right? We've talked about it here before. Like Disneyland was always this happy place for a lot of us, and so we went to escape. Now, when the real world begins to clash with these experiences that you call your happy place, it reminds you that your happy place may no longer be as happy because it begins to clash with the with the real world. Right. And so uh, is is it important that media address some of these issues? Absolutely. You know, because if it doesn't become a topic of mainstream media, then how else can we address it on a larger scale? Right. Because otherwise, a lot of people just think it's made up, that it's, you know, something that you don't talk about. Right. Like the whole thing with Bruno, like there's all these things that happen within families that you tend to want to keep to yourself and you don't talk about it and you hide it from other people because you want to seem like the perfect family. You want to seem like everything is under control, but it's not right. And everybody experiences that. And so this film really broke the fourth wall and in a way where it wasn't directly talking to you, like where the character turned around in a traditional sense, they broke the fourth wall, but it broke the fourth wall of feeling for a lot of people because those bottled up feelings that people had came pouring out as some of these characters were revealed throughout the film. So uh, it's something that I think we began to explore a lot more you know, as far as representation is concerned, there's been, you know, a couple that have really gone above and beyond as far as representation. Like Moana was like that. Raya was definitely like that. Um, you know, Soul, I think, had a, a whole different level of representation that we've never seen in a Disney film before. And all these films are breaking these barriers to make people feel included, to make people feel that we're all a part of the same world and we're all enjoying the same content now. Mm -hmm. I actually seen a, a picture that went around. It went. It was going viral. I'll say that. It was going viral. And it was a picture of Antonio. And it was a little boy who was in front of the screen and he had the biggest smile. And the moment was that he turned to his his parents and he was like, I see like I see me like it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that's what I loved. I, oh, man, I love that. I love that so much about this film. Man, I could just gush. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any. So I know I feel like to a certain extent, like you mentioned it, Andrew, like mm -hmm. the dynamic that you had is a little different, right? From a cultural mm -hmm. standpoint you don't have some of the same experiences, but I feel like everyone can still connect with a character regardless of the cultural experience that you've had, you know, in the past. The question for the three of you, was there any character or characters that you felt that you've, that you connected to the most? Bruno, which is weird, <laughs> but yeah, definitely Bruno. Um, yeah, I, 
I'm trying to like remember all of the characters. Um, I don't know. I had like a weird affinity for the dad character. I don't know why the Wilder Valderrama character. I thought he was silly, and I really enjoyed his performance. I don't know about um, how much connecting, but yeah, I really enjoyed that performance. And that that one sticks in my brain a lot. I thought it was just like really silly and and fun, and like all you know, the dad's also just trying to be like. Everybody, calm down for a second. We'll figure this <laughs> yeah. out. Like he's just gonna, you know, he's like that. He's like the outside guy. He's you know, he's not. He's the married in. So he's just kind of like, okay, we're just gonna, <laughs> how about we chill out for a second? So he's the peacekeeper. He's the peacekeeper. Yeah. yeah. And but you see, that's the role that you play in a lot of senses too. Like you're so jovial all the time that if anything begins to feel out of place, like you play that mm-hmm. peacemaker role. And not like the I John sure Cena do. peacemaker, but I mean like <laughs> the peacekeeper role. <laughs> Larry, what about you? Did you connect with anyone? Uh, the kids in the coffee being too hyped up on coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that kid was dope, dude. They gave him that the hammer. One <laughs> 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 me on coffee. Yeah, I think. No, Andrew, you bring a good point. I was doing the same thing. I was struggling right now. I was like. No, I don't. And then when you mentioned the dad, I was like, yep, I know that feeling. So, yeah, that's the main character. Same here. I, I don't have much to add on. Andrew nailed every point. If there was one person I had to pick, I, I think that was the one for sure. Right on. You know, I thought about this before, and I, I feel like, in essence, every character plays a different aspect of mental health in everyone right and some are healthier yeah. than others but if i had to relate it, it's so funny for me to say this but i f- like i feel like if i could relate to anyone i actually related the most to mirabel oh and okay. it it's just i like the more that i took inventory a lot of it i feel is warranted a lot of it is unwarranted but like she's probably the character that i connected with the most in the film However, there are aspects of every other character that in my life at one point or another, I've felt that, you know, I was going, you know, manic or something because I felt like they did at some point. So I'm telling you, regardless of cultural experience, I think that there is a way of connecting with all of these characters on a certain level because it's just life. Right? Yeah, definitely through this type of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's definitely life. I guess now we're going to start, you know, spoiler territory a little bit more. I know we've talked a little bit about the characters and and a couple of scenarios, but I think going forward, there might be more spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film, now is a good time to stop, come back after you've seen it. If you don't care, then hang out and listen to us talk about it. It's totally okay. Okay. You can go watch it later, and hopefully this helps you, you know, appreciate it a little bit more. But let's talk about storyline, because I'm curious to hear what you thought about it, Larry, because you said you had some issues with the story. So why don't you kick us off? So, yeah, uh, the the thing was, okay, so Encanto, I'm understanding, is a miracle, right? I'm thinking that's the idea behind it. Um, So when she's looking for her gift this is my main thing she's looking for her power in the movie or or something that she has right and we come to find what really she has is not like a power that we would physically see as like a magical power 
So big spoiler there, folks. But what my thing was like, there was times when I watched it and I totally connected with the characters as they were explaining the story. If I want to relate it to real life, but I'm talking about like magic and that part of it. There was like parts where I'm like, well, technically she does have a magic. I know we're breaking the fourth wall. Like you explained, but she's like stopping time and doing these amazing songs with her family members. And we're not like acknowledging that is crazy in itself. Like she's breaking out in these songs and there's like donkeys flying in some of them. And her <laughs> sister's like doing crazy things. And then like, you know, you have her, her mom and you have the whole story with Bruno. Like that's a whole thing. Like they're like breaking into these different realms and it's like, whoa that's like magic in itself right there but we just acknowledge that as like a song number right that's just a song number so i was like okay that's kind of confusing and then the big reveal at the end which we could discuss later that was kind of my thing and i'm still looking for like i guess i see the miracle right in it and what the beauty of it is but if i'm looking for like cinematic value and like payoff it just didn't hit it in the point of like being a magical movie that I feel with Disney. Great family movie to watch to open up a window, like you said, to discuss these things in a movie and make them a point of like, let's talk about what we're seeing here because this does happen. But what I'm talking about, like when you find that good groove of those two things, like, for example, in Toy Story, they didn't have to hit too hard about explaining how you have this adaption with toys. You think they're alive, but they're not. That's magic. But they pass down from person to person in real life. And that's the true beauty of magic, of keeping that childhood thing alive. Something like that I didn't feel in this movie. That's what I'm trying to say. I can understand that. Andrew, what about you? How did you feel? Because uh, I think I think in general, Mel and I felt a little different about the film. So I'm interested to hear what you thought of the general plot and the story before before we jump in and, and I respond to what Larry was saying. Yeah. Um, Grandma needs to, like, chill out a minute. <laughs> like <laughs> Creepy, creepy keys uh, reminded uh, me of Cinderella. She's the got whole keys like, on the, <laughs> the keys and the watches. She's strung a little too tight, that grandma. Um like just chill out a minute granny but um yeah other than that yeah I, I mean i don't think the plot was like anything too hard to to follow or anything like that um i try to like think of just plot details without discussing it. it's like you feel sorry for bruno at the end like once once you get into like bruno's like little hidey hole then you feel so bad for him um because mean grandma's mean and yeah and the house yeah i mean at the end the house comes back like the house destroyed like is crumbled and then it comes back and it's magic again like that's you know i i kind of agree with larry like i i think you don't get i think if you got a little more invested in the house as a as a character like yeah the house was uh, like a good por portion of it but it wasn't like I don't know when the house crumbled, like was falling apart. Like I didn't feel as like torn apart as like something else in another movie, like somebody dying or something like that. And then when the house came back, I was, it was great. The house came back, but it also wasn't like as satisfying as like, I think that's what kind of Larry's trying to say is like, it wasn't like as satisfying that the house came back and was magic again because you weren't as sad that it was gone in the first place. It was kind of like, well, the mean grandma was mean and she got what was coming to her. 
Um, and so um, now nobody's got magic. Ha ha ha. And then it came back and it was like, okay, well, they, you know, I get the end part of the, you know, the magic is the, the community that you build and the, the uh, people around you coming together. Um, but I can see where Larry's coming from it. And, but I mean, I generally enjoyed the film and yeah, the story was great, you know, other than that, but I can see where you're coming at with that, Larry. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of agree with a little bit about the magic part and I, I'm only I'm only the only the first film I thought about that spoke like quick magic was Tangled. And you kind of saw that everywhere. So I didn't get that too much, which is fine. But I I saw it in a symbolism type of way where you kind of have to have everybody together in order to make the house. okay. like that. Like the home isn't a home if things are if there's trouble. That's how I kind of got with it. Not really magic, more of a of a lesson, if that makes sense. But overall, I mean, I still loved it. I really do. The funniest thing, <laughs> you know how when they're explaining the whole, um, the whole magic of who has what, who does this, who mm. blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I have like 40 plus cousins. I think I have about 50. So... You know when you get to the house and then it's like, well, they're doing this. They're going to college. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I kind of sensed that. I was like, ooh, all right, Disney, you <laughs> you know what's going on. <laughs> so I kind of got that. It's weird to explain. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I was trying to say earlier that I think – regardless of the cultural significance, I think there's always going to be instances in family dynamics that are going to be similar to the way that things were handled in this particular film. And as far as the magic is concerned, the first time I saw the film, Larry, I agree with you. I actually agree with you. If you only watch this film once, it's really difficult to figure out and to find Like I got wrapped up in the stories and I got wrapped up in the characters because there was a connection that made me feel like, oh, man, I've been through that in my life at one point. Like I've had a family member tell me that or I've gone through this before. So I know exactly how they're feeling. And you instantly empathize with it. To me, Casita was never a character per se. Casita to me, especially after the second time, and I started watching it a third time, but I only got like three quarters of the way through. But Casita to me was a representation of how a family structure can easily crumble when you over rely on certain people. And when you put too much weight on how specific people in that family dynamic feel about others. When you allow one or two people to rule everything, then it can become toxic. And you don't know that it's toxic until somebody points it out to you. And so Gasita was basically just a symbol. It was the symbolism behind how a family can crumble as quickly as it was built. That's where the magic came from for me. And I didn't pick up on that until like the second time that I started watching the film. Mirabel was never like she was never granted her ability the way that the others were because she's basically the successor to the grandma and her lesson and her power was 
to learn from the fact that her grandmother was keeping her family from being happy in a way that they wanted to be happy. That's a dynamic that I think a lot of people can actually relate to in many ways, whether it's from a grandmother, from a mother, from a father, from an aunt or an uncle, from a cousin, from a brother or a sister. It doesn't matter. Every angle that was hit in this film, someone can relate to that. So I completely understand what you're saying about it didn't feel magical, but watching it a second time, it just like everything started to spring out as it was more of a symbolic gesture of what a family should represent and how they see it. To the world, they're this gorgeous, colorful, like beautiful structure that everyone relies on, but it crumbled and fell. But it was the connections that they were able to build helping the rest of the town that helped them move into that next generation. So, mm -hmm. yes. So, yes. So that's really where my connection with the film came from. But I, I, I feel like if you just saw it one time, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, I know how it wouldn't be magical because this is definitely not a kid's film. This is definitely oh, a no. film for adults. <laughs> that's where I'm going with it again. Yeah. This trend yeah. of Disney putting out films for adults is is hitting hard again. Because the last one was really from Pixar. But I don't know how long ago I said it. Maybe it was when we talked about Soul. But I mentioned that Disney's getting into this habit of almost trying to teach adults lessons now and not mm -hmm. children lessons the way that they have in the past. All of these adults that grew up with the Toy Stories and these other films are now their own producers, their own directors, their own storytellers that are making these films. And they're like, this is the stuff we dealt with. Now we want to deal with it how we know how to deal with it. And so now they're dishing out all these adult films that, yeah, they're great for kids to watch. The kids are going to love it because there's songs and there's colors and, you know, all sorts of really cool stuff about it. But overall, this is for adults to be like, dude, are you doing life right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, all this talk about magical powers. Mel had this really great idea earlier where we were talking about like, like if we were granted a power by our house, like let's say that we lived in Casita, right? Or our houses had like this magical power where we go touch a door and, you know, we're, we're granted something cool. What would you want your power to be? You know, so we'll go around and we'll talk about what each one of us would want. So Mel, since it was your idea, you know, kick us off with this one. Uh, yeah, so the film, you know, just watching it, I got this, I I want to say it took me about two days to be like, oh, quick, think about this. And um, one thing I thought about was I, I would like to have universal translating powers oh, and to be able to go anywhere in the world or just to like just connect with someone and be able to just be like C-3PO <laughs> and just talk to everybody. <laughs> so I think that'd be fun. I mean. So you want to talk in beep, boop, boop, bop, boop, boops? Yeah. <laughs> how C-3PO talks. <laughs> he goes, oh, no, no, no. But you can't move your arms very much. That's the <laughs> thing. Oh, no, you got to <laughs> give him arm your, movement. You hold your arms up by your chest the whole time. No, that's cool. That's cool. 
<laughs> and your buddy's a little rolling cylinder. A you little know, garbage right? can that follows you around. <laughs> 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 Till the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So basically, you want to be like a living version of Rosetta Stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Compare. That's good. Right on. That's kind of cool. Having the ability to communicate with people is so crucial. And having the ability to do it in an effective manner, I think, is just so important. Because so much is lost in translation that yeah. miscommunication starts wars. So being able to yep. effectively communicate is, I think, a magical power that's well worth and not just well worth having, but one that can literally save the world. So right on. That's a great power, Mel. Thanks. Uh, who wants to go next? Um, I'll go. Um, I've got, you know, the first thing that came, I was like, okay, everybody always asks, what's your superpower you want? Like, if you want to be a superhero or whatever. My, the thing I, I, my answer is always teleportation. Like, that's yeah. what I, that's my answer every time teleportation, the best superpower that ever exists. I don't know if a house can give you teleportation in this magical <laughs> world. Um, Why not? Cool. But That'd yeah, cool. teleportation is always my number one. Number two, I really, I just think about it right now. I want to talk to my dog. So I want to be, you know, if, if, <laughs> if, 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 uh, if teleportation yeah. doesn't work, then I'll just like steal Antonio's power. Just talk to animals. <laughs> just b- my dog mostly, but I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. Come home. I'm hungry. <laughs> right? yeah. Can I text with my dog? Like check in on her. Cause it's, it's like, I can know what's going on. But yeah, those that's, that's mine. Um, teleportation and, or dog talking, that do like not dog whispering. <laughs> like yeah, but just my dog. I mean, oh, or some dog, just dogs. I don't get any other animals, but other animals too. I don't. That's know. That's funny. That's awesome, dude. I mean, if you could talk to all of them and have the Doolittle effect all around, I mean, imagine how many people yeah. you can help. Yeah. Yeah, and my dog, I could like be like, chill out, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like that. She wakes me up. Okay, she <clears throat> hold on. She wakes me up at four thirty in the morning to eat breakfast every day. For I get I don't get up at four thirty in the morning. So I have to get up and they jump on me and they walk around <laughs> and they just go. It's they go to the edge of the bed and just go. <laughs> for like, I try to ignore him. It doesn't work. So I have to get up at four thirty. So you know, just being like, okay, listen, like reason with the dog. Like you can't reason with the dog, but you know, magic powers. There it is. Yeah. You should look <laughs> at them back su- and just be like. <laughs> Oh, you know I do that too. It doesn't do. A th- they get confused for a second, and then they just do it back. It doesn't do anything. Oh man! <laughs> hey, can I just say it's? I like the fact that you chose uh, Antonio's powers because I don't know if the writers in any way are Doctor Who fans, but the fact that they threw a, l- a line when they walked in were like, "It's bigger on the inside." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> Tardis all the way." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. Yeah, power. it's like a, the yeah. There's a capybara in there with him. There's all kinds. Of yeah, I love it. It's got the tree of life and everything. He basically lives right? in Animal Kingdom. That's what we found out. So his door does have the power of teleportation because it takes him to Animal <laughs> Kingdom. How about that? There you go. Does he have flight of passage in there too? <laughs> if you look behind the tree, it's probably there. There's a floating island and everything. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. Larry, what about you? What power would you select? I don't want to miss it. What's the main character's name? Can you say it for Mirabel? me? Mirabel. 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 Like I mentioned, Mirabel. Or you say it like Andrew. Yeah, Mirabel. 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 And I was in middle, uh, middle school, so I think that's why I remember. But 
I can't say those Spanish names very well. That's my my power. Great <laughs> 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 power. Uh, mispronunciation. Um, or forgetting them completely. Uh, I think for me, uh, when we were talking about it earlier, when they broke out in a song, like this is my honorable mention. I like how Andrew did too. This is my honorable mention. I, I wish... can't ever pick one. Like, I come on. Like, it's hard. <laughs> I never thought about it, but I, I've always been a big fan of, like, Glean. I've mentioned that on here, the show. And they have these moments where they had, like, these real-life songs, but they they played them to, like, current top 40 hits, right? I thought it was really cool to be able just to break out in song actually sound good, make it sound like a conversation. That'd be an awesome way. Like, you talk about Melissa's, like, this universal communication. You imagine, like, you had the power to, like, make someone sing good, and then you turn this whole, like, orchestra number people join in that's just like your power it always happens i think that would be the coolest thing ever and it'd just be like how in the heck and why in the heck did we just do that kind of like men in black then they have amnesia like they just <laughs> they remember they something happened and they learned but they didn't know it was like a whole song right that would be cool have you uh, seen have you seen zoe's extraordinary playlist I've heard so about good, it dude. So the that's like kind of like it. somewhere similar to that she can like people people they have like heart songs is like the thing and so she just sees people breaking out into musical numbers in the middle of the street nobody else can see it but her it's a it's a it's a good show and sad that it got canceled but there's a christmas special yeah did you watch the christmas special yet well i did watch it was good i'm glad that they wrapped it It up like that it's a good show larry you would enjoy it so they're great show recommendations that's my honorable mention but i think it kind of goes into what i was just saying earlier like empathizing what you guys are talking about I wish I could know what people were thinking. Uh, that would be my power. I know that's a scary borderline because you could probably get the darkest thoughts or you might get thoughts about you that you don't like. And it'd be like, but like Stan Lee said, as we all want to quote, with great power comes, you know, great responsibility. <laughs> so I feel like if I was able to do that, that would be like one of the coolest things to just know what someone was truly thinking or feeling. Uh, I think that would be my number one yeah. to get. Those are great. Nice. I mean, the power of flash mob, I think, is one that we share <laughs> like that. I do it. For years, I've been talking about how I would have loved to have done a flash mob at Disneyland and just been like, oh, I'm the king of the swing as oh, the jungle VIP and just walk down. And the security street. comes out like, hey, hey, hey what are you hey, doing? Hey, what are you hey, doing? Hey, Tase hey, him. Ah! <laughs> on the floor. Disney jail for you. Disney jail for you. We told you to stop doing that already. (laughs) (laughs) You're not in the parade. Stop. Uh, yeah, but the power of flash mob, dude, I'd totally be in for that. Um, I'm, I'm a big Glee fan as well. Although as I've gotten older, I've, found more plot holes in the show and I feel like weird about certain things, but yeah, I'm like, dude, the mashups that they did on that show. Some of them are epic. Um, you know what? Like just quickly side comment, just me and you right now. Best, best mashup that they did. Umbrella singing in the rain. Ah, that's a good one. Which one would you Literally say? Literally the only thing that I thought of. That's the first <laughs> song I played after I proposed to my wife. Like seriously, I played that in the hotel room. The mashup. I proposed her in the. Yeah, proposed during the rain. That's awesome. So that, <laughs> and, and yeah, that was the first song I played. Oh man, that's killing me. Oh, I can't we put that on me. Uh, I really liked uh, when they. Ah, no, I, I'm gonna stick with that. I like your choice. I think I, I have a lot. If we we're gonna, we can make a whole episode. Oh, me on too. Mashups alone. I me like, too. Seriously, if. Uh, I don't want to judge it first off, but that's Let's the first song it. I played. Let's do it. Let's talk. I'm mad Let's at, do an episode. Like I'm mad episode. at Glee because like my, they ruined "Don't Stop Believing" for me. Ah, uh, I get. Because 
it was like it was a good song and people liked it and then they're like okay we're we glee did don't stop bleeding it's like literally everywhere and i used to work for uh do uh concerts in the park and stuff like that and you get cover bands yeah. literally every cover band no matter what genre it is does don't stop believing look man it's like you know party band don't stop believing country band don't stop believing michael jackson band don't stop believing it's like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense Hazen, a karaoke night don't stop believing <laughs> don't, don't stop, stop believing <laughs> and and it seems to have have been it's kind of waned a little bit and um oh yeah uh i mean it's still in the mix but the now the one that everybody does is uptown funk Oh. Country oh, band yeah. Uptown Funk. It's it's everybody. Country Uptown Funk is the weirdest. Like, <laughs> it doesn't of the make any sense. sense. Oh, what, what would you oh, say? There you go. My honorable mention, and it's an earlier episode. It's a uh, Don't Stand So Close to Me, and oh, also, that's a good one. So Don't Stand So Close to Me, and then the teacher. Oh, I can't remember. There's like a mashup between the two. I I mean, it's Man. definitely like an after show <laughs> thing. It's not a. You know, uh, an episode sort of thing since it's not fully Disney related in any way. Well, wait a second. Darren Chris was in Haunted Mansion. Darren Chris was in Glee. Boom. That's it. We, we've done it. We've connected it. It's Disney. <laughs> There's a connection. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Uh, don't stand so close to me and young girl. That's the, it. The That's it. it. I Googled it for you. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate You're it. welcome. I didn't want to keep singing it because, like I said, that's not my power. Well, <laughs> I was like, I started just kept singing don't. Don't stand so close to me because it's the only song. I don't know the other songs. There's tons of them. <laughs> yeah, there's tons of them. So let's, I mean, we'll put a pin in that one. We'll do it on an after show. That way we could just talk about our favorite mashups that they did uh, across the entire show. If there's any gleeks, obviously, you know, you'll get a chance to hear it if you're part of the FTP squad because it'll go up on Patreon. But great choice, we man. talk about how creepy Matthew Morrison is on the same episode. Yeah, we could talk about creepy, that. Yeah, true. and, and I could bad. talk about Too some of the issues really that I've good. had with Glee as I've gotten older. Yeah. Can we talk yeah. about creepy, how he's creepy Grinch, too? We'll have to talk about creepy Grinch. Oh, definitely, <laughs> dude. After you oh, told man. us about that, I'm like totally, yeah. Creepy Grinch. Yep, got to do that. Like got to sure. do that. Anyway, Hazen was going to talk about a superpower. That he, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on. So, yeah, we we're on creepy Grinch again. So. Um, you know, mine, mine is actually uh, a variation of what Larry last said. Like, I think the the power of empathy i think is huge right especially when you think about how the last 2 years have gone uh i think that if more people understood how certain people feel about how they've been maneuvering around the pandemic especially i think things would have been a lot smoother and if you're willing to put some things on the back burner especially when they may not seem rational I think it would have been a lot easier to maneuver through the last couple of years. So um, my variation of Larry's power is I don't want to feel what other people feel. I want to make others feel what others are feeling. So if I know that person A is struggling with something and person B is being combative about it, I want the ability to make person B feel the way that person A is feeling so that they can understand why they're going through that and why they're arguing that and vice versa, because everybody might be feeling a certain way. Right. But uh-huh. I know that there's a lot of irrational arguments that go on where some people are trying to stick up for very irrational things that if you for a moment could put yourself in the shoes of somebody that's struggling for a particular reason, 
I think there would be a lot more harmony in the world. So my power would essentially be to transfer that feeling to another person temporarily so that they can empathize more with that person. Dude, you'd that's be like awesome. the second volume of my comic book guide. I would be the first volume. You'd be volume two, <laughs> the hybrid version. Or Iron Man, you'd be the better suit, as you'd say. <laughs> well, it's either that or now I have an Infinity Gauntlet, so I'm just going to get rid of the people that suck. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> it's a snap away, people. It. <laughs> it's a snap away. You yep. know what was one one thing I did think about? And I was like, dang, the world would be fun. If you could make desserts that don't cause diabetes, <laughs> I mean, every one. Disney dessert would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. No consequences. I would enjoy no. so many more of them these days. <laughs> I, I, or just have like the mom superpower where it's like, uh, you know, you're healthy now. You're healthy now. You fixed. You're fixed. Oh, you're fixed. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because you get to <laughs> eat, eat like good. a, like you eat a donut and you're fixed. Like, isn't that great? Like. <laughs> Dude, my life would Here's make so much more sense all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the healthiest guy in the world. Right? Eating donuts, right? getting healthy. What are you oh, gonna do? If eating donuts would mean how healthy you are, I would be invincible. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would look like the rock. Bring it full circle. Back to the rock. <laughs> Saturated in rocks. <laughs> the rock. That's funny. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's a really great place to end the episode. So uh, unless there's any honorable mentions, uh, anyone have any honorable mentions for additional powers? I mean, I, I wanted to talk about real quick. The voice cast of the film was great. I just wanted to oh, bring that up. Oh, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Stephanie Beatriz, like, if, if you know her from uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Nine-Nine mm-hmm. completely, <laughs> like, 180 on the mm-hmm. like the voice work like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's crazy that that's the same person wow. and um yeah so i just thought that the cast was like it was very well cast but uh, wilder will wilmer valderrama and uh john leguizamo that's who i was thinking of is bruno and everybody i mean the cast is great also featuring uh for like half a second uh um alan tudyk is also in the film of course <laughs> as a bird <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't play people anymore. He's just like animals and stuff. I think just birds, birds. <laughs> animals. You've seen that video of him, right? Like doing the hey hey stuff, and then he goes like, "I went to Julie." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to shout out the voice cast. I don't, you know. No, um, good. Yeah, That's yeah. Good point. no, they did fantastic. Can I tell you that the first time I saw uh, Stephanie Beatrice on the red carpet for this film, seeing her all happy and bubbly, it's like, the, no. Mm. No, <laughs> you are an angry person. What is wrong with you? <laughs> right. <laughs> that just, I mean, it goes to show how talented she is, you know, whether as mm-hmm. a voice actress or just as an actress in general that, uh, you know, it, she can play that serious or that, you know, hardcore character that she played on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And which even on that show, there were moments where she showed a softer side of, of herself as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But uh yeah that, like you said andrew this 180 you know like i mean it's kind of similar too with the the one that plays isabella um diane, diane guerrero uh, guerrero yeah yeah because i don't know if you watch doom patrol uh she's on doom patrol if you've seen that it's a great show um she plays like or like most of the t- i mean she has multiple personality kind of thing that's her superpower if you don't know but most of the time she's like a real mean like 
serious person and this one she's like i'm flower lady (laughs) so yeah it's i'm gonna quote that i'm gonna put that on a sticker now i'm flower lady i'm flower lady you have to do coming to the merch store soon Andrew, <laughs> stickers i'm flower lady <laughs> that's good. That, i think that's what we need in the merch section is just uh quotes oh that would be good i just make a we bunch need, of need, uh, like stickers a... of quotes from encanto no quotes from us like, oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah okay i mean we both gotta go work. back in the archives yeah both, both work. work but yeah quotes from because we got some great quotes like i'm flower lady do to do or Get fiddle. I don't know. No. I, I'm just trying to throw one out. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was from oh. Get Fiddle. Sounded yeah. like something. Get, no, it's a real thing. Get fiddle. <laughs> no, it just sounds like you can make that a tagline. Get fiddle. It's get, a great conversation starter. <laughs> well, the idea of Get Fiddle Hero was actually an idea that uh, my friend Wayne had a long time ago where he was joking about playing Guitar Hero but that he wanted to do get fiddle. I was like, how would you do that with a violin? Like in my head, I just thought like, how would you do that with a violin? And for some reason earlier when we were talking, the idea, you, you know, we were talking about instruments that you were talking about Kirk and the hillbillies. Billy and everything. Hill and the hillbillies. Yeah, I, I thought get fiddle again. I was like, wait a second. Okay. Well, this is great. Cause now we got a violin. We got the get fiddle. And then you looked it up and it turned into this whole long anyway i'm rambling now i'm sorry all right it's time to wrap up the episode i think that's a great place Fine. so yes Fine. fantastic job by the voice cast uh if you want to join in on the conversation about what superpower you would have we'd love to hear what you would select so you can join the conversation over on facebook instagram or twitter just search for podcasters but honestly we'd love for you to join us on our growing discord community if you haven't joined us yet it's super simple to do that head over to podcasters.com 394 and click on the link that you'll see uh in the blog post uh as a matter of fact this week i will pin an Instagram story with our Discord channel and a link with an invite. So if Instagram is kind of your jam, you don't really go to websites, I'll leave it pinned to our story so that you can go click on it there, join the Discord server. It's super simple. And then you can join the conversation there. Uh, I'd love to hear what other people's superpowers are. So yeah, I'll make it a little bit easier for you to join us over on Discord. Uh, And of course, if you are part of the FGP squad, like we talked about earlier, you do have an exclusive section of the Discord server where we can communicate specifically with the FGP squad as well. So uh, any final thoughts or comments before we wrap up the episode? Nope. That's it. That's going to wrap it up. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Happy New Year to listeners, and thank you for being a friend. Boop, 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 boop. Nice. Part of the Podcateers Network.